0: Welcome to Heels, Handbags and Hustle. This is your host, Rachel Erb, and I'm so delighted you found my show. My podcast is dedicated to encouraging women in the workplace to become confident, secure, and inspired in their work and femininity. In my podcast, I candidly share my journey as a mom of two boys, one with Down syndrome, the struggles of parenting and balancing my career with mom life. And now, stay tuned for my latest episode. Be blessed, my friends. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the show. I'm delighted you're joining me today. I have a special guest lined up for you today. And before I introduce this profound lady, I have to ask this question first. Do you ever struggle day to day with taking in everyone else's hurt, problems, negativity or frustration? If you are nodding yes right now, then I want to take it a step even further. Does their energy, if you will, affect you so deeply that it completely changes your mood, your thoughts, your feelings, and your day? If you are still saying yes, then this episode is for you. Today's guest is Anna Gannon who makes her home in beautiful Northern Pennsylvania. She is an intuitive development coach who also teaches yoga and meditation in a profound way. She is also a wife, mama, and inspiration to all who follow her journey. I am excited to share with you our conversation because so many of us do struggle with learning how to harness our own energy and keep at bay the harmful energy that others just seem to so willingly inflict on us these days. Empaths in particular go through so much more than the average person with this. I am not personally an empath, but I do live with one. And I've witnessed firsthand how deeply he feels things from other people, almost as if he sort of becomes that person, if that makes sense. I'm completely different. I kind of float through life in my own little bubble, and it takes something pretty strong and intentional to pop it. But, anyways, living with an empath has really opened my eyes to so much. Anna will be sharing her story and how an unforeseen experience changed her life completely. Let's get into it. Well, hello, Anna. We are live, and I'm so excited to bring you onto the show today. Thank you so much for. Um, just taking a few minutes to share your story, which I'm excited to get into. So let's go ahead and get started. Tell us a little bit about yourself. What is your background and how did you get to where you are today,
1: Anna? Yeah, sure. So I, well, thank you for having me, I should say. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) So a little bit of my background, I am born and raised in Pennsylvania um, and I moved to New York City when I was around 23 years old um with my now husband we kind of just dove in and went into new york city and um mm-hmm. during during that time i've had all different kinds of jobs <laughs> so i've been a bartender i've been a buster a bartender a waitress a hostess um a cake decorator uh and oh, wow. Yeah, and I went to college to be a fashion designer and to be a physical oh, education teacher. There's all these how things. How fun! Past lives, past <laughs> lives. Um, <laughs> nothing that I do now. <laughs> oh, isn't
0: that, isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah,
1: and then... And that's um, okay. Like, yeah, exactly. And then later in my 20s, that's when I found um, yoga, which has had like a constant thread through my life. So I became a yoga instructor, I want to say around 27, And... Uh, In my, I think I was 30, 31 when I was pregnant with my daughter. I was in my third trimester and I was teaching at a yoga studio and they ended up, and that was my full-time job. I like managed the studio and taught there and taught trainings and they closed their doors when I was in my third trimester. So I lost my job. Uh, And that's when I picked up meditation. I had a friend that reached out to me and he was writing um meditations for a new pregnancy app so it was meditation specifically for pregnant women and it was in beta and he asked me to check it out uh so i did and reluctantly because i didn't have any um any want to to try out meditation i thought it was like way too woo woo and i was like i don't need meditation i didn't want to sit that's for sure Mm, like sitting and doing nothing i was like no 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 um But long story short, it totally changed my life. I ended up working for that meditation um, company and becoming a co-founder for that meditation company. Ended up becoming a meditation teacher and that led me to where I am today. So now I do energy work and I'm an intuitive development coach and that all spans from a something that happened to me in India that we can get into uh but it's been a long a long journey of some really weird jobs then getting into <laughs> yoga meditation and yeah. now energy work I don't know who I am but here I am <laughs>
0: <laughs> well there. I think it's I think it's so cool how life how life does that to us and I, I know um I ended up that what I thought I would end up being is completely opposite of what I'm doing right now as well. I thought I would be a teacher forever. And literally, since I was a little girl lining up all of my little dolls and stuffed animals, and I would teach them how to do math, which I'm horrible at, by the way, (laughs) which is really funny now. But um, I don't do that, obviously, anymore. But yeah, I think it's I think sometimes it's those little experiences, you know, even just having different jobs and going through different things in our life that makes our life so much more enriched and fulfilled when we do figure out you know what this is what i meant to do this is my purpose and i finally discovered that and it's okay if it takes us a little longer than others <laughs>
1: exactly yeah and i i know you know when i look back i love that steve jobs quote i don't know if you've ever heard this but like you can't connect the dots going forward only going back mm-hmm. and i feel like when i look back on all those random jobs and some of them weren't random i mean some of them were quite beautiful but mm-hmm. i feel like i got such great nuggets from each of them that totally influenced like how I work today, you know, which I'm so grateful for.
0: Yes, absolutely. And my ears perked up when you mentioned India, because my husband and I love to travel. (laughs) Uh, We have not ventured that far yet, but how in the world did you end up in India? Tell (laughs) me a little bit about that. I'm so curious.
1: Yeah, it's a funny story. Um, So after I had my daughter, like I said, I started working for that meditation app. Um, But what I didn't mention is that I started working for that app two weeks after I gave birth to my daughter and I started working from home full time while taking care of her. So I'm like a new mom with a newborn starting a brand new job, working and taking care of her full time. It's
0: a lot of new things at once. (laughs) It was a lot.
1: And I mean, it was a lot and I really wasn't prepared. Like I thought I was going to have a baby and it was just a, like, I got a baby, you know, it's like yeah. a backpack. You just like put yeah. it on. It's always happy. You know, it was yeah. not that. No. Um, but what happened is during that first year, then I actually went through postpartum depression, which is funny. I feel like sometimes for people to hear, because I was meditating daily, Right um while going through postpartum but I think that's what kept me okay you know and not going over the edge but I went through postpartum depression and my head started to kind of come above the water I would say about 9 months after I gave birth to my daughter it was still you know a rocky time but I started to be able to feel and see clearly around 9 months and when she hit a year uh being born since she was born I just kind of felt like I had no idea who I was. Like I was like, what just happened this past mm-hmm. year? I don't remember who I am. I haven't had a moment to myself. And right. I I really didn't feel like okay. Like I was like, I feel like I need to go remember who I am. And as I'm thinking this, I'm like scrolling through Facebook as we do. And <laughs> I see <laughs> I see this teacher who what's funny is that I had interviewed this woman this woman for my podcast and her husband was a spiritual teacher and I didn't know him but I was just like I'll follow him on Facebook well here I see that he's like one spot left on my India retreat going like leaving in January mind you this is like December 1st that I'm seeing this oh my goodness and I look at it and I'm like I'm gonna go and that night my husband comes home and we like sit on the couch we put my daughter to bed and I'm like, hey, I'm gonna go to India in a month for two weeks. And he was like, yeah, okay. Cause like, I would like randomly say stuff, you know? And he's like, okay, <laughs> whatever. And I'm like, nah, I already booked the ticket. I was like, I'm gonna leave in a month and you're gonna have to figure out how to take care of Annabelle for two weeks. Oh
0: my and God. he just looked at me
1: like, what? And I'm like, yeah, like you need to work from home for two weeks and take care of our daughter because I'm gonna go to India. So, and it was just this thing in me, like it wasn't, I wouldn't say like, it was a logical decision, right? Like, obviously, that's not very logical. Like, you have a one year old, and it's just like, I'm just gonna go to India. But there was something in me that was like, you need to go. And it's, this isn't just about you. Like, that's like, the thing that kept coming to me was like, you need to go do this because you're going to come back a better mother. You need to go do this so that your husband and your daughter can spend time together. And when you come back, they're going to have a deeper connection. Like there was all these things that were occurring in my head that why I needed to go.
0: Right.
1: So I go through the whole visa process, you know, a month later, I land in India. And I'm like, what am I even doing here? I don't know the spiritual teacher. I don't really know what I'm getting into. I think it's just a meditation retreat. Like I'm pretty sure we're just going to do meditation and yoga, you know, and it's going to be like a spa. It ends up not being that it ends up being what, they called a spiritual pilgrimage, which again, I'm hearing these words and I'm like, I don't even know what that means, but like, where's the spa? And the spa was not coming. (laughs) That's what I've been saying. (laughs) Right? (laughs) The spa was not coming. So instead Uh it's like, I just got entrenched. I don't like to say too much about the trip because it was such, I believe that the experience that I had was so profound because I didn't know what was coming, but to give little nuggets, each day you go deeper and deeper into India. Like you you go from landing in a city in India to going to like the very rural areas of India where people look at you and they've literally never seen anyone like you. Like children would come up to me on the street and just stare at me because they had never seen anyone that looked like me before. Um, So through this, we're meditating through this journey. And there's a lot of talk about spirituality and I'm a huge skeptic. And also I grew up Catholic and have like, at the time, a relationship with God that I would say is not that good. Like, I'm like, why do people care about God? You know, like I just had this weird relationship with it. And the whole time on this trip, they're talking about God. And I'm like, why did I come here? (laughs) You know, (laughs) just every single moment they're talking about God. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And it got to the point where I actually asked the teacher, I'm like, why do you care about God? And this was during like a silent part of the retreat. And he was like, you know, that's a good question. He's like, I need to just sit with it. Um, And I I honestly don't remember his answer, but uh, through the trip, it's kind of like you slowly start to just detach from our daily world, right? With Mm -hmm. like phones and computers, there's none of that. And you're mostly in silence for two weeks. And it comes to this point where we end up in this town Um, It's called Alundi in India. Every time I ask people that are even from India, they don't even know where it is. Um, I'm pretty sure it's just a magical town and it never happened. But anyway, (laughs) I landed in in this town called Alundi. And the story was that there's this temple there. And um, in this temple, there's a spiritual guide that he ended up being buried alive in the temple on purpose. Like he wanted to give his energy over to the world. And that was his way of doing it. And my, my, yeah, it's pretty, you know, crazy. It's intense. And like my spiritual (laughs) teacher is telling me this. I know. And I'm just like, why? (laughs) Right. And again, I'm a skeptic. So I'm just like, why am I even here? Like, what the heck is going on? But we land here and we go to the temple because every time that we would land in a new village, that's what we did. We would get in our space and then we would go to the temple. So I'm used to this by now. It's like two weeks like, in. I'm like, okay, I'm going to another temple. temple. Here we go. So I go into the temple and I don't... You've never been in India, that like you said, but if the listeners haven't either... Temples in India, the way I describe them are like it is Disneyland. Like you know how you go to Disneyland and like the lines you have to like snake through that long line. Yeah. that's what temples are like in India. Like every night, everyone from the village goes to the temple. There's this huge line, and you have to like go through this line. It's like a big celebration every night because people wow. go to the temple and they touch the deity. Uh-huh. So I can only say this looking back. but as I'm going through this line, I start to kind of drop into like this really deep meditation, which is just meaning like, I kind of start to drop out of like sensing what's around me, right? Like I just go really inward. And I remember like touching the deity because that's what you do. And then being shuffled into like a room in the temple to go meditate. And again, this is what we had been doing this whole trip, go to the temple, then go meditate like in a corner. So I went, I sat down, to meditate, and everyone on this retreat sits like around, so I can feel the person, the woman next to me, sitting next to me, and we're all kind of around meditating. And what occurs to me is, I'm sitting there, I'm meditating, and I fall into the deepest meditation of my life, where kind of, and there's people everywhere, like there's people everywhere, just looking at you, but my eyes are closed. I forget all space and time, wow. and suddenly. This electrical force, literally like electricity, starts to ignite in my pelvis, goes up my back and over my shoulders, like, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, "What is going on?" But I'm in such a meditative state that I'm not even logically trying to understand why I'm being electrocuted. <laughs> you know, what I mean? I'm like, "Oh, I'm just here it is. I'm getting wow. electrocuted, and it's happening so forcefully and so quickly." that I'm physically shaking, like I'm hitting the person next to me. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, I wonder if people can see that like I'm shaking, right? And I remember someone on the retreat having an experience and they ended up opening their eyes and coming out of the experience because they were worried about what people were going to say or see. So I remember having the sensation of like, I should probably open my eyes because I probably look crazy right now because I'm literally shaking every second. And I'm like, nah, I'm just going to keep my eyes closed. Let's just see what happens. Let's just roll the dice. (laughs) So I keep my eyes closed. And the electricity then, after it builds so much in the center of my body, it starts to come from my feet. So it's like from the ground, it comes through my feet, up my legs, up to the crown of my head. So it starts doing that. And then um, then my head feels like it's going to explode. And I know this sounds crazy, just for you and the listeners. I know this like story sounds crazy, so just know that. Yes. Um, but the electricity builds in my head so much that I think, oh my gosh, my head's going to explode. And I think in my head, I should probably open my eyes. I'm pretty sure my head's going to explode if I keep doing this. But then I remember another woman on the retreat saying that she felt a bunch of pressure in her head and she felt like her head was going to explode. So she opened her eyes and came out of the experience. I keep getting electrocuted to there's like this point where I don't want to describe too much, because it's a lot of visuals, and it's not going to make sense. But there's just this moment where there's this release, like almost like this, like, and the electricity, although continues in my body, I feel this sensation of like, stillness, like a deep stillness, And while this is occurring, I feel a tap on my shoulder and I open my eyes and it's my teacher and I get up and he's like, time to go, you know? So I get up and I start to feel like, oh my goodness, I'm going to throw up like as I'm walking and I like keel over thinking I'm going to throw up because I'm still getting electrocuted, even though I open my eyes. And then in the same moment, I stand up and just burst into hysterical laughter so mind you, this is like a crazy experience. And I'm like, what is going on? I'm a total skeptic. I don't understand why I'm being electrocuted every five seconds. <laughs> oh so I gosh. don't I don't speak for the rest of the like the night. And everyone on the retreat is like, what happened to you? Wow. What's going on? I'm like, don't talk to me. Like, I can't talk. Yeah. So we go home or we go back to our dorm or whatever you want to call it, the place we were staying. And I get this, these vibrations, this electricity is still going through my body every like 10 seconds. I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to fall asleep. I'll wake up. It'll be gone. I wake up the next morning. It's still happening to the point where I'm eating soup because that's a breakfast that they eat in India. And the soup is shaking off of the spoon. And I'm looking at my teacher and I'm like, this isn't funny anymore. Like what's going on? Like, make it stop. (laughs) Make it stop. Why do I keep shaking? So he, you know, he starts telling me you know, it's in you, you've awoken this electricity in your body. It's like called Shakti. He's saying words. I don't understand. Kudalini. I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, it's in your body. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, this is not in my body. This came from the ground. I'm like, this came from the ground because I'm thinking it came through my feet. Right. And I was sitting down it came through my pelvis. It's in the ground. And he's like, no, it's in you. And I'm like, it's in the ground. So then the day, the next day I get to the airport, they drop me off. I'm a mess because I'm still getting electrocuted. I'm like, what's going on? I get on the airplane and I'm thinking, okay, the point, like the moment that this airplane leaves the ground, the shaking's going to stop because it's in the ground. Well, the airplane takes off and I'm still getting electrocuted. And I'm like, crap, it's in me. So very long story short, what occurred, and I did not know any of this going in, going, you know, while it's happening, even after for a very long time. What started to occur is that I come home to New York city to my husband, to my daughter, a completely different person. I'm like, this happened to me. I don't understand what it means, but it's it's still happening. My husband's looking at me like I'm insane. I'm thinking I'm insane and I have to start to learn how to control this electricity because it's like, I look strange, right? Like I'm like shaking so slowly, but surely it takes a couple of weeks, maybe months (laughs) to harness the energy to understand how to stop it. And start it. And um, through that time, so fast forward a few months after that, these weird things start to happen to me, where I start to be able to hear things that aren't there, like people's thoughts. I start to feel things that aren't being expressed to me. Like I see someone and I can feel exactly what's going on in their body. I can sense like the energy of a room. I can hear things that aren't even other people's thoughts or just coming from other places. And the, all this all this weird stuff, like this psychic stuff that I'm like, totally not a believer in starts literally happening to me. And I have no one to talk to about it, right? Because I'm like, I try to find teachers. I try to find psychics. None of them understand what's going on. And wow. it took me two years of like not talking about this much, obviously, because it's a really weird thing to have happened to you. Um, It took me two years till I found a mentor that thankfully just like serendipitously fell into my lap. Like she ended up being um, an advisor for the company I was working for and got assigned to me. And here she was not only an investor, but she has all these gifts that I'm sharing. And she taught me how to clear, how to ground, how to harness the energy. And now this is like, now six years later, I now teach people how to ignite this energy, how to clear, how to ground. And the whole reason for it is because, not because I want people to feel electrocuted, um, (laughs) but is because what I've learned through this process is that there's something that we're all forgetting and we need to remember. And that is the language of energy. Like if everything is energy, which has been scientifically proven, there's a language that's occurring all the time. And our thoughts are energy, our emotions are energy, the things that occur to us that we take or that happen to us that we take with us, that's energy. And we're bringing that towards our families. We're bringing that to our work. We're bringing it like to ourselves, right? Right. And when we can learn that there's different energies, that each motion has a different energy that you can clear Energies from other people that impact you, then you can start to just vibrate at your energy. And that's like my main thing. I just want to teach people that they have a unique energy and that the only way that they can understand the energy that is not theirs is to really know the energy that it is. Because we don't know what our energy feels like. We're not taught to know that. I definitely wasn't. No, um, and I wouldn't know, like, anyway. Idea. <laughs> right? For, for those of yeah. us
0: who are like me, and I, I don't even know, how do you define, like, I feel like I just saw mm. a movie or something. Like, like, like your story is like <laughs> a movie. I'm like, hey, <laughs> like, have I seen a movie like this one time? Like, like, science, like sci-fi or whatever? <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh my goodness. So for those who don't like how what is energy? I don't I I mean I truly yeah. I will admit openly I have no clue half of this stuff what what that means or how
1: you would define that. How do you become aware of your energy? Right. That's a great question. So energy is in the simplest terms you can just think of it as a vibration, right? Like you can see sound waves, right? And you can see that that is the vibration of the sound waves when When you were giving birth, if you did it in the hospital, right? And you could see the heart monitor going up and down. That's the vibration of the heart, right? So in essence, we have a heart beating inside our chest and it's emanating a vibration. And that vibration is our energy, okay? So the way that we can understand our energy, the the easiest way is to think about how you felt in your body before the age of five. Because before the age of five, you were more of a pure energy, especially like before people put imprints on you about who you were, about what you liked or what you didn't. You just liked things because you liked them, right? It wasn't because someone told you to. I can't even remember, but that was like, (laughs) Right, I I know. And that's the thing, right? Most of us don't because it was so long ago. We don't remember what it felt like to just be us. Yeah, because we've all created a person. Mm -hmm. We've literally created it, right? Because Mm -hmm. based off of our experiences, our beliefs, our family systems. So it's going back to the idea of what was the energy that we were brought into this world as what was that pure essence so, energy can be defined as a vibration, right? Like you have a vibration, and the only reason that I know this now, right is because I feel it, like even getting on the phone with you, which probably people would be like, "Don't you have to be in the same room? No, <laughs> like I can feel what your energy is, right? I can wow. feel like experiences that have happened to you. I'm not doing that to you, and I'm not reading your thoughts. please don't worry about right. that. Um, <laughs> but like, but that's I'm what sure occurs' off quite a, lie,
0: but I don't know what that is, but <laughs> I'm right. And that's easier. a great
1: way. Right. <laughs> Listen to the word that you just used. Right. Know, like you'll I find it in our language. Oh you'll gosh. find it in the language if you pay oh, attention. Right. Funny. Like the vibe that people have. It's I didn't literally think a it vibe. for
0: real. I thought it was just
1: a yeah. saying. <laughs> I know. Listen, I thought that too. And it, it you know, it's oh, taken man. me so long to step into the work that I do because mm-hmm. of the beliefs that I had about this work. Like, I was like, anyone that would be talking about this is, has to be clinically insane. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) anyone that calls himself a psychic has to be like some form of a con artist. And it was like working through all these layers to allow myself to be like, oh my goodness, but no, I understand like the benefits of understanding this to get here. So I get it. (laughs) I totally get it. Yeah. Wow.
0: Well, it's funny that you talk about all of this and that you're, you're actually on the show today because I had read this article, um, I don't know, like a week ago, um, talking about how to be more, um, well, for kind of backing up a little bit, I've always struggled with um, having more boldness in my life, being I'm always more of a trepidatious person by nature. So I'm skeptical. I'm just cautious. I'm just that person. And I saw this quote where it said courageous women are capable of sitting still. Mm -hmm. And for me, that is very hard because even when we're like my husband and I at, at night, like we might sit, sit on the couch and watch a movie I still have to have my phone or at least touch my phone (laughs) or I'm filing my nails or I'm jumping up and starting another load of laundry and then I'm sitting back down and then I'm pausing it to talk to him about something that just popped into my head or, you know, it's just, I don't ever really sit still. Even at night I'm laying there. My mind is going crazy. I'm stiff. (laughs) I'm laying there tense. Like it's ridiculous. And I'm like, how do you, why is it so important to sit still you know why mm-hmm. is it so important to like going back to what you talked about earlier in the episode meditation yeah. how, what in the world is, does that even mean like that is so foreign to me to me it sounds like a lot of work <laughs> like I, I don't know if I want to do that like it's just I everybody that I've spoken with you know with all different levels of even meditation or you know not even the extent of what you've gone through, but it's always worth it. And it's so important. And they're always like, Oh, you need to, but I'm just like, how, <laughs> why?
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so good, isn't it? <laughs> no, I mean, I've been there. I, I was you, so it doesn't oh, sound wow. bad. And talking about, I mean, I talked about meditation professionally for probably over five years you know when I worked Mm -hmm. for that app so and making meditation teaching meditation so it's you're definitely not alone I mean it's a very common thing that people don't want to sit and and it's also a really common thing to just be like I don't even understand what I'm supposed to be doing right like
0: I think that's (sighs) the thing for me it feels awkward like
1: (laughs) right yes (laughs) right do I
0: look weird when I'm sitting there are my eyes fluttering when I try to keep (laughs) them
1: closed like (laughs) yeah I mean I think that I've what I've come to realize, like my, my whole spiel on this, I feel like has shifted throughout the years, you know, just from my own experiences and talking to people. But the main thing with meditation that I, that I really try to help people understand is that it's not about effort it's actually about like not doing anything, right? Because I think when we get into this space of like, okay, and now I need to breathe into the count of four and breathe out to the count of six and then remember this mantra and say it over and over again. Those are great practices. They have great benefits for different reasons. But I think the main thing, at least what meditation has become for me is a moment to sit and just listen to myself. Because as you alluded to, right? Like, you sit on the couch with your husband, right? But you have your phone and then, you know, you have your thoughts that are going haywire, which we all do. Mm-hmm. The moment when it's, it's coming to a space where we don't, we wanna try to not distract ourselves, right? Because when we're distracted, whether it's by our phone, whether it's by the TV, whether it's by other people, like notice how many times you don't just sit with yourself, but instead are like, I'm gonna call this person just to like have a chat and notice why you're doing that. Right. Because most of the time you're trying to avoid feeling or hearing something you don't want to experience. And that's the experience for most of us, myself Mm -hmm. included. So if you've never done meditation, you Mm want to start. I always tell people start like less is more. Right. So like, start with like five minutes a day, it could even be less, you know, if you don't have five minutes, I know Mm -hmm. what it's like to be a mom and have all the things. Mm -hmm. Um, But just start with five minutes and just sit and close your eyes. And this could be like in your bed and it's great to tie it to something like my feet don't hit the ground until I meditate. So it's like, you don't get out of bed until you meditate and just sit Mm -hmm. for five minutes and just notice your thoughts will go. And that's a beautiful thing. Like your mind it's, just like your heart beats. And that's the function of your heart is to pump blood through your body. And the function of your liver is to remove toxins. The function of your, your mind is to think. So when your mind is thinking, yay, like it's doing its function, right? Like (laughs) I guess we should be worried if it's not doing anything, right? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And that's a big thing, right? Because most people are like, I can't meditate because I can't stop thinking. And I'm like, good. It means you're alive. That's great. Okay. You know, like you want to <laughs> yeah. be thinking, but it's the difference between your, your thoughts controlling your experience or you controlling your experience. How so do you when, do that though? so when you're in your thoughts, you'll notice because you'll go down fun visual lane. Like you'll visualize experiences, right? Like mm-hmm. think about it. Like if something happens at work and you're like, say someone says something to you at work and it's not so nice and you wish you kind of said something else right, right that right. night you're totally playing that scenario in your yes. head as if you won right like and then i <laughs> yeah. said to her and she had this reaction right and it's like you're like totally winning you know oh. um so instead of kind of going into that you can go you just notice you go huh i'm in virtual reality right now like look at me like just playing off the scenario let me just come back to where I am and you just come back to your breath or feeling your body in space. So meditation is about noticing. It's about noticing when you're thinking and not making thinking wrong, but instead just going, oh, I'm thinking, let me come back to where I am right now. So it's always coming back to the present moment, but never making a thought an enemy because the moment that you do that, you're making a part of your body an enemy. Like your mind is a beautiful tool. You don't want to be shaming your mind for thinking, right? Instead, you just want to go, hey, thanks, you know, but I'm going to come back to the present moment. And when you do that, you come back to what matters. Because, like, you have children, right? Mm -hmm. You said eight and ten, right? Like, they're still young. And if you're in your head and always in scenario mode, you're not really here with them. And like, I feel like as parents, this is a constant battle, right? Like all we want to do is be here with our kids. All we want to do is really be in the moment and not forget this because we're terrified we're going to regret it. Yes. And we probably will no matter what, because like we're growing up in the phone age, there's not enough data about what's happening and we're all addicted, you right. know? Let's just be flat out like yep. we are, you know? Yep. <laughs> so just train, just having these moments, meditation is a tool. It's a tool that just allows you to train your mind to come back to the present moment and let go of the thoughts when they're not needed. Like use the thoughts as a tool. When you need to think about what you're going to do later in your day, you need to use that that tool. You need to use your thoughts to be able to plan your day. But when you don't need to be planning your day and instead you're just in virtual reality because you don't want, because you're just not used to being present, right? Right that's when you you let down that and you use the tool of meditation to bring you back you just go oh I'm thinking let me come back let me look in my child's eyes let me really oh my goodness what color are those like what color brown is that let me just sit here and like breathe them in for a moment you know it's it's coming back to life it's just coming back to this moment and that's what energy is too right it's coming back to feeling it's coming back to like whoa I'm here in this moment like my energy with my child's energy and it doesn't have to be like my energy is blue and his is green it's just like i am an energetic being like i feel his presence and we're here right now and he feels my presence because i'm fully here with him right so it's just this switch i hope that answers your question it but
0: does. Yeah, it is it, it's actually very like i i wish i could talk to you for hours because i find this so fascinating and i feel um you know, kind of thinking back to your story like, as you were talking to me and I was trying to picture you sitting in this temple, like at all of this stuff happening to you, which I normally don't do that so well either, but I love how descriptive you were, where it was just like, wow, I can kind of see this. So how do you, having all of these, you know, abilities and gifts that you have now, um, it does, is that, is does that trouble you? Like, is that hard for you to live a normal life now? <laughs>
1: like, that know, is a great
0: question. Life like normal now, like feeling all these people's energy, and is that a, is that feel like a burden to you at times? Or how does how, how tell me about that?
1: Yeah. You know, thank you for asking that. Like, I just feel like that's a really empathetic question So thank you um, and not something I feel like people understand. And when I train people in this, like it's definitely a big topic of it um, to know that when these things open, that how life is different. Um, so to answer your question in the beginning, meaning like the first two, three years of this, absolutely. Um, it was very challenging I mean especially because I was in this space of not like again I'm a skeptic so I would be like I don't believe this is true but it's happening to me and I didn't have anyone to talk to like my husband does, didn't believe in it you know right. my family no one like I had some close friends that luckily w- were believed in me enough to believe yeah. That I wasn't, that I was being honest, right. so I'm, and which I'm so grateful for. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was really challenging. And having your gifts open without support, I think is the most challenging. Yeah. And it's really like, not only do you feel other people's stuff. So in the past, before I had my tools, right? Like understanding how to understand your energy compared to my energy, <laughs> how to clear that and ground myself and pull in my energy, all these tools that I have now, in the past, I would just feel your energy and literally walk around with it. Like I would just be like, Mm -hmm. say like you had a really bad day. My day would become bad. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what empaths are, right? Like when you hear about empaths.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Um, Yes. And he didn't even realize that he was for the longest time, but he would, Mm -hmm. he would say things to me, especially when we first got married about, we'd be in like a public place and I'm like in my own little world. He always says I live in la-la land. <laughs> but I'm just like, you know, I don't notice anything, right? He will be out somewhere and he can look at somebody and they won't they won't have any expression on their face. They won't really talk to him or anything, but he, he feels that something is either tragically wrong or there's just something like they're, whatever it is that they're dealing with, it's like it jumps onto him. Mm-hmm. And I always thought he was crazy. Like I just, I, I'm just like you're my husband, and I love you. So I'm just kind of, kind of ignore it. But it freaked me out because it's like, like who does that? Like are you? Like I thought he was just making it up. I'm like, you can't do that, right? And living with me, who I can be a very, um, like, even it's so funny you said about people's moods because today I kind of woke up in a weird mood, and long story short, he we were getting ready to go to the office together and instead of waiting for me in the driveway, he decided he was going to pull out of the driveway and go kind of further down the street. And he had his reasons, which were all valid, but I got annoyed at him because it was so windy and it blew my hair and my dress all over. And I was walking in front of all these people and I got in the car and I'm like, why did you do that? And he's like, it was like, it rained his whole day and mm-hmm. it was like, the, you know, the energy that I guess, here I am using this word energy. This is so weird. <laughs> My energy affected him. And I didn't understand why it was affecting him so deeply because I was like, I'm just venting. Like, what? Just get over it. But it really, <laughs> truly affected him. And he was just like, it, it's weird to me. So I can kind of, yes. like, it's funny that you're talking about all this. I cannot wait for him to hear this episode.
1: because <laughs> Yeah. And just to validate him, how he described energy jumping onto him is exactly how it occurs. So when you can really? see energy, yes. Oh my so God. when you can an empath, so it's interesting too, right? Because empaths um, tend to have anxiety. Yeah. Right. Because they are feeling everything. Yeah. They are just totally attuned. So what occurs mm-hmm. and you could just visualize this. So everyone is energy, but what I, so, you know, a cell, right? When we see cells, they have like the nucleus at the, at the center and then the surrounding cell. So our bodies are the same. You have your physical body in the center, but then you have a field around you like an egg, right? It's also known as the aura aura. There's all different words for it. I just call it a field. So you have a field. It's like a bubble around your body. It encompasses your energy, right? And when you exchange with other people's energy, their energies, if your field is not strong enough, which usually happens with empaths because they're too open, mm-hmm. other people's energy will come into their field mm-hmm. and it will literally stick. And I heard that he used that word stick yeah. in their field <laughs> and impact their energy. And mm-hmm. that's what it looks like. Like when I see energy, I just see everyone kind of has this field around them. But then there's spots, if there's other people's energy in there, it could be like beliefs, there's kind of it kind of looks like gook, like it looks like these things in their field. So what happens to your husband is this goes into his field, and -hmm. then it impacts him. Now, with your exchange today, what occurred is like, imagine two circles that overlap. Right. And he infused all of your emotions because he doesn't have the he doesn't have the tools to understand how to clear it or how to make his right. field stronger right. so that he's not impacted yep. by that exchange. Right. Because really, you're just trying to express yourself. And that's how I can I can hear that. That's how you um, that's how you clear your field is by just saying everything, yeah, right? just getting bent. it out. Yeah, totally. <laughs> just vent it out. And yeah. that allows you to then feel clear, right? But then your yeah. husband, on the other hand, yes. is So he takes that. He does. So, it's so, yeah. and, I,
0: and it was hard for us at the beginning, too, especially, you know, I think as you, we've been, we'll be married for 12 years in May. Mm. And by now, I feel like I'm starting to understand, you know, like even at the, you know, very beginning of our marriage, we had gone through so, so much tragedy and trauma with different things. And For me, the outlet was just to be emotional and just to cry and just needing to talk about it. And there's times I would bring it up again or something would bother me. And I just wanted to express that, you know, and I noticed it, he, I could see his reaction to me was like, oh no, here she goes again, (laughs) you know, like I'm going to, you know, and I felt like I was going to ruin his day. And like, I couldn't really confide because, you know, he was taking all of this so deeply and I don't do that. Like, I, I I, don't really struggle with it like that. Um, but I would see his, like, his mood change. I would see, you know, how he reacted to things the rest of the day change. And, you know, over the years, I noticed he would do that with everybody in his life. And then I would start to get annoyed at him. Like, it was his fault. <laughs> like, why do you let people affect you like that, Dale? <laughs> And he would just be like, I don't know. I don't know how to stop it. But, Mm. you know, it it got to the point in his life where it wrecked him, like completely wrecked him. And then I was seeing my husband deteriorate mentally and, you know, emotionally. And it, it was just, it was to me, it was just tragic. And, you know, I got very weird to the point where I was like, I need to protect him more. And starting with myself. Obviously I completely failed at that this morning <laughs> when we got in the car but it's it's very interesting because I feel like there's not a lot of people who can understand and definitely not relate to you know people who are more sensitive and who do you know feel things like that more or less than what the experiences that you went through. So I guess I'm just like, wow, how did you feel angry that you had to experience that and now you're like or are you more of like you know, I guess to me, it sounds like you're very grateful that you went through all of that because you're living life so much deeper, I guess. Right. Is that, is that, I don't know.
1: I would definitely, no, I mean, I would definitely say there was moments where I, I was very angry because I didn't ask for it. Right. Like I didn't go to, I didn't go to India knowing that I would come back. (laughs) Right, I'm thinking I'm literally going on a retreat. Like I'm like, I'm going on a retreat. There's going to be like luxury vegetarian food and I'm going to come back and I'm going to be totally cleansed. And it wasn't right. It was like, it was a real, Mm -hmm. like when they say awakening, like it was like a life shattering awakening that I did not know Uh was going to occur. So yeah, for, I think I spent a lot of time angry. Um, And honestly, like it's impacted my relationships. You know what I mean? Because it's been this tug of war with like me trying to really embody who I am. But at the same time, people really not understanding. And that has been for me the hardest part. Um, But I think my anger started to subside when I found my mentor, because it was like, suddenly I had someone that understood, like suddenly I could say stuff to someone that, they would be like, oh, I totally get it. This is what Mm -hmm. you need to do. You know, been there, done that. And she's been experiencing this for 30 years. So it's like Uh I I feel held. I feel safe. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, oh my goodness, you know what she's doing. Um Mm. but yeah, I think just I think having people that you can talk to and, and that get it is so helpful. Um and just knowing that like you're not crazy, like knowing that it's not unusual, right? To to experience other people's emotions. It's not unusual to hear other people's thoughts. And I always look at nature, right? Like if it happens in nature, then it's natural. That's what I always think about, right? If it doesn't happen in nature, then it's not natural. Exactly. And when we look at nature, everything is connected, right? Everything. And that connection doesn't happen through language. It's not like the trees are like speaking a language. Oh everything God. is being commuted through, communicated through energy, everything.
0: Yeah. It's the yeah.
1: universal language. So if you're more attuned to the universal language of energy, it just means that you're, you're in tune. It just means that you're connected. But yeah. I think it's when you don't have the tools, when you don't have the like, oh, okay, I just need to be aware that I need to clear, right? Or I just need to be aware. You know, a good tip for your husband, if he listens to this is just to remember that at its essence, energy is neutral. So like your energy is neutral, my energy is neutral, everyone on the, that's listening to this, their energy is neutral. You can be impacted by other energies, right? Which then you can take on and that's going to change your energy. Or you can use your neutral energy to influence other energies. So if you're neutral, you have the power to influence. So instead of thinking like I'm a sponge, I'm taking on all these emotions, I'm taking on all these thoughts, right? right. Instead of thinking I'm a sponge, think that you are are something that can influence the energy rather than just like Mm -hmm. someone that has to take it all on, right? So instead of like your husband listening to you from a place of like, I need to put all of this on me now Mm -hmm. and I need to hold it, instead he can allow you to say, he can hold space for you, which I truly think that that's where that term comes up. Is like, you can hold the energy in the space, but he doesn't need to become it. Right. Instead, he can influence it. He can go, oh, I see Rachel, like this energy in his head. He's not going to say this out loud because you'd be looking at him real weird. But like, just like, oh, I can see that she's having this emotion. I see this emotion. I feel it but I'm just going to think about how I can support her. What energy can I ignite to support her? So that could be like, could I just sit in love for a moment? Right. Mm. Could I just sit in love and listen from a space of love? And that's going to change how that occurs. Because when you're, when you stop thinking that you need to be a sponge, which so many of us think we, especially yeah, I, parents, yes. right. Like a sponge yeah. for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it changes when you realize that you have the ability to influence energy rather than it just influencing you. Wow.
0: I, f- I feel like, I don't know, I feel like this is all so profound. Like, <laughs> I feel like I learned so much in this time with you than I have, like, in forever. Like, this is this is just mind-blowing to me. Um, and I, I guess one thing that I really appreciate about you is you going through an experience like that um, I can I can definitely feel that your heart is wanting to use that in a good way to help other people overcome things in their life that are keeping them from living life truly living life and um, yeah. for those who are listening to you and are just like like I'm feeling like oh my gosh I want more I want to follow this lady like I have to know more how can they connect with you what? What are ways that that you're
1: out there that they can get in touch with you and follow you? Yeah, sure. And thanks for asking. Um, So you can just go to my website. It's anagannon.com, just my name. Um, Okay. And- and you can follow me on Instagram, which is Anna Gannon, um, at Anna Gannon here H E R E because I couldn't think of anything cooler, so it's just that. Um,
0: Gannon <laughs> like it. like
1: <laughs> here, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. But my and website, I'll
0: link that in the show notes as well for those listening. Okay, you can go to the show notes so you don't have to try to feel like you're, you know, if you're driving or whatever. <laughs> don't crash. <laughs> <That's laughs> no You can go back to it later, but perfect. So your website and then Instagram, which is where I, I've, I've gotten to know a little bit is through Instagram. Um, as yeah. well. But um, what other things um, before we wrap up, I wish we could just keep on going, but I want to be respectful of your time. This is so maybe we could do a part two. <laughs> yeah.
1: You could bring your husband yeah. on. <laughs> I know. I'm just thinking, especially
0: for those of you listening, we were talking before. We recorded and here my husband is from the exact same area that Anna is and grew up in the same high school like it's so (laughs) weird weird. (laughs) I feel like this needs to happen now especially I feel like you're going to understand him so well and I know that would mean so much you know for people who do experience a little bit more of this than the average person like me this this is I feel like it would be such a weight off their shoulders and then at that point where people would need that, I can see why people would need that mentorship and that guidance that you offer to help people, um, you know, not be that sponge. Because I feel like it would take, it, would, it takes some, it takes some effort and it takes some, you know, guidance on that
1: because that's not easy. Yeah. Yeah. It's not taught, you know. No, it's, it's not, not taught. No, and when you experience just, it, you're like, like Suck uh. it up, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly, <laughs> you know? exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's a true, I really want to like, when I watch my kids growing up, that's a real thing I think about where I'm like, wow, I want to change the way that we talk about energy and emotions and how these things are transferred for them. So, um, but I work one-on-one with people. So it's always really, okay. I just very intimate, you know, exactly. I love the relationships that I build there. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Wow. Well, you are, you are quite an amazing person, Anna. Like I love your story and I probably am going to be, I know just, just from our conversation, it is, it has inspired me to definitely be more aware of, um, you know, what I'm doing, how even just being more kind with how our energy is affecting others. Because I think people become so self absorbed in their first world. Most of them are first world problems over here. (laughs)
1: Like
0: me, oh my gosh, I had to go from the garage to the car and it was way more steps than I wanted to. (laughs) I need to go apologize to him. (laughs) You just made our marriage better, Anna. But anyway, I think, you know, we do need to be more kind and, you know, like you said, where if we are taking in that energy that other people, how can we think, you know, okay, I, I am picturing how they're feeling, how can I help them get over this and not let this ruin their day or keep them in a funky mood, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and it, it, that, that type of mentality and thinking is what makes the world a better place because we're not so self-absorbed in a bad way but yet we're self-absorbed in a way that is for a better purpose and I love that you I mean it definitely inspired me today to think about life so much differently even in just a short conversation so I appreciate Mm -hmm. you being open and being honest about your journey and you know using it to, to help other people is is it's definitely beautiful like I I, I hope I can meet you one day. <laughs>
1: same, same. <laughs> oh, but truly, it's, really, it's
0: been such an honor to have you on here. Are there any other last words that you want to leave with our listeners before we sign off today?
1: No, I guess I'll just leave with something I always tell my um my people that I work with. It's just life is magic and we are blind, so open oh, your eyes. Oh, oh yeah, that's so pretty. Thank you like so it. much, Rachel. This was great. Oh. <laughs>
0: I appreciate that. Thank you for um, just thank you for all of your inspiration. I, I love that. I need to feel like I need to write that little quote down. I felt like I felt like I was watching a little Disney movie where it's like life is magic. We need to open our eyes. I love it. <laughs> oh, well thank you again so much, Anna. And again, for those of you listening, I encourage you to follow Anna on Instagram, check out her website and all of the wonderful resources that she has. So that you can continue to be inspired and live your best life, um, you know, in a way that will also be good and helpful to other people as well. So thank you again, Anna.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Wow, friends, were you hanging on the edge of your seats like I was What a story, right? I cannot even begin to imagine an experience like Anna's. But I know that sometimes those kinds of things do happen to people so that others may learn from it as well. That's why this podcast means so much to me because I get the privilege of bringing on incredible women with a story, one that they are passionate about sharing so that other women may be blessed encouraged and inspired if this podcast has meant something to you friends please keep this going by leaving a review or rating on whatever platform you listen to this on i would so appreciate that also don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss another episode i have lots more in store for you guys but until next time be blessed my friends